Options Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of a Dialogue Options Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Morrison, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend and co-host, John McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I've managed to crawl myself, like, claw myself out of my succession-shaped hole that I've been living in this last week. Um... And no, I haven't seen the finale because I'm... I I'm deci- not saying anything. I decided to catch up uh, two weeks ago. Um, and yes, yeah, so I've been mainlining that shit. And um, oh boy. Well, the good news is you're not, a, you're not starting to take on any of their fucking dog shit personality traits. So that's it's good. good. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just... Oh my gosh, that show is in- insanely good, but insanely terrible in all the best ways. Um... But how have you been, man? I'm so tired, Joel. Yeah. Um, I'm, like, half present for this very podcast. Yeah. So uh, we'll see how we go. But uh, no, I, apart from that, I'm good. It's just been a very, very, very long week. Mm-hmm. And all I want to do is play Diablo, but I cannot play Diablo mm-hmm. because I don't want to pay extra money to pay, play Diablo a week, like, you know, four days early. Don't pay that gold price. I don't. I, I'm sure it's not intentionally scummy, but, like... It feels a bit mean to be like, well, if you pay us extra money, you could have Diablo for the weekend. Yeah, it's like... For the that, weekend! That's Why wait till Tuesday? It's like, god damn it. That's absolutely intentional. Like, they have... They have... Yeah. Like, honestly, five years ago, it would have worked. Like, yep. five years ago, I probably would have done it. Like, I've still... Mm. I've still got my fucking Diablo 3 collector's edition sitting behind me. Yeah. So, like... Yeah. Yeah. It's just this time, it didn't. So... But, yeah. Honestly... Bit of FOMO, like, obviously a lot of Twitch streamers I follow are playing it. Most, a lot of it, like, the Destiny streamers I follow, it's like, yeah, playing Diablo, I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish I sure. was, but I'm not, I'm waiting. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I can't even think about Diablo. I've barely, I, I, I've put a fair dent into Tears of the Kingdom, I think, but, um, like, I, no, oh, I don't want to say that just in case people get a bit iffy, like, just say... How many main story beats have you done? Two. You've done two story beats. Yeah, okay. Two story. Beats. I think that's the, that's the easiest. That's probably way to yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Let's consider them story beats. Um. Yeah. So if you know, you know. But um. Yeah. I've I, I've hit two story beats, and fucked around a lot. But um. But yeah, this last week I've sat down of a night and been like, okay, I'll watch one episode of Succession and then I'll play some tears. And then it's 12.30. You need to have more restraints, Joel. I don't. I don't. Especially when it's all there. And also it's just, it is, it's like watching, it's just like watching a car crash in slow motion. It's exactly that. Oh my God. Like everything is just, and you see every little crease and crinkle that then impacts on something else. Oh God, it's so good. But not actual. The, the show is good. To be very the clear, to be very yeah. clear, the Joel is referring to the show being good. The show is good. Not yeah. car crashes. They are not good. And not watching them in slow motion. And yeah. Especially like not watching them in slow motion. No, no. no. But the, yeah, it's oh man, it's so good. The, the the show is so good. Um. So yeah, I've just been I've been so behind on everything, and yeah. It's... See, I was lucky enough. Obviously, I made the decision to catch up on Succession in April. Yeah. So like my, it's actually surprisingly connected my succession ca- recap or i shouldn't say recap first watch was actually during my breath of the wild replay so i would be uh, I'd have su- i would have succession on my laptop whilst i was playing breath of the wild in handheld mode yep so honestly pretty funny how it panned out where 
I'm glad I did it then and not now because yeah, it's, it's I, the, I'm already losing enough of my tears time to other stuff. Oh, it's definitely the best way to do it because I'm already just like, I'm feeling guilty that I'm not playing this game. Like, I think I described it to someone at work today. I was like, I was like talking about Succession and I'm like, oh, it's so good. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I've heard it. It's not bad. And I'm like, oh, I've j- it's, it is just so captivating to watch. And I said, I've literally neglected playing a game that I've waited six years to come out. You've neglected the game of the year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it's... It's bananas, and it's not, oh, man, yeah, but for this damn show. So that's how good it is. If you're on the fence about Succession, just know that I have stopped, actively stopped playing Tears of the Kingdom to Jesus. watch it and just mainline that shit. But We're a video game podcast, it's a yep. reminder. We yeah, are a video yeah. game podcast. I know, uh, I feel like I've done nothing to contribute to that this week. Um, so I will be a, I will be a, I don't know. Active listener for this Great. episode. Can't yeah. wait. <laughs> awesome. Um, the good news is as well, uh, when you finish Succession, Joel, um, I mean, the, the other soundtracks have been there anyway, but they just added the season four soundtrack to Spotify. So you can relive, like they've scored about that show is so good, you can easily relive core moments by just listening to the tracks. Just it's, incredible. It's brilliant because it's, it's all basically the same. Like it, it, it's all the same, like, musical theme but basically it's how he uses it exactly it. it's great it's a, it's incredible um the theme song's so good too oh my god the, the theme song is incredible it's so good i actually hadn't noticed like i mean maybe you've been you've noticed at the stage but um each season the intro changes a little yes, bit and I, I was did. like okay great i didn't notice honestly i noticed from season <laughs> I had two, no I, clue because I, I was too busy jamming out to the music i was like two episodes in season two and i was just like it's different it's this is different. What's going on here? And then it changed again. I'm like, what? But um, I'm at the end of season three. I'm about to start season four, so I'm excited to see the news changes. And I'm also scared to see. I'm so glad you stayed spoiler free. I think that's going to make season four very interesting. Yeah, um, I, I know one minor detail. Like not that minor. sucks. I think I, I, I think I might know what it might be. Yeah, but I don't know details. Let's put it that okay. way. Yeah. Right. Um. Anyway. Okay. Well, anyway, back to video games. Yes, uh, yes, sorry, this video sorry. game podcast, uh, not a succession podcast. No. Even though I do also love it, so yeah. I don't mind talking about it. <laughs> but it is also very hard to talk about it when I have all the answers and <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to give anything away. And like, stuff that I willingly want to, but I'd be too scared that even saying one thing the wrong way could, could yep. spoil something. Because yeah. it's so. Season four is so interesting, but it's really easy to do that. Um, so I'm just going to drag us away from this conversation immediately Fair enough. into a very Chiron centric quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So the quest log is, of course, our what Chiron's been playing segment of the show, where we talk about all the games that Chiron has been playing. Yeah. Because yes. Chiron has been playing games this week uh, because yep. he doesn't. Know, he's not burdened by the desire to finish Succession, which yeah. is understandable. It's. Um, um, so blessing and a curse. Let's be honest. Mostly, it has been Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. but I feel like we talked about that so much. I mean, like a little check-in is fine. Like, it's still still game of the year. How's that sound? That's, I mean, my check-in is it's still game of the year. It's actually potentially the game of next year as well because yeah. that might be when I finish it. Yeah, I think at this stage, yeah. Um, for me personally, I'm like. I'm looking at all these other games that are come, like coming out or out right now. I'm just like, oh man. And then on top of that, like, I have like 
it's down the priority list, but like Lego 2K Drive is sitting there, and I'm like, oh, I really want to play that. And then yesterday, the uh, like the the people that made Hot Wheels Unleashed were just like sequel in October, and I was like, fucking what? When was the first one? I don't know how I feel about that. It's I'm yeah. It's how many season passes did it get? Three. Right, and how much of that will carry over to the second game? It looks like a lot of it already, because like monster trucks look like they're already included in the game. But from the, it's a CG trailer. From that though, it looks like you can side dash, like side swipe, and you can jump and just, double jump. It just makes me want F Zero back. And there's bikes as well, and and there's outdoor areas. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. I'll, I'll probably pick it up when it's like fifteen dollars. Exactly. In a yeah. Year. I'm the same. Like I, I've like. You say it's coming out in October? Yeah. Yeah. That's a bad idea. I'm not, like, I think it's October, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not picking it up anytime soon. I didn't with the first one either, but... But, yeah, I'm, like, looking at all these games that are coming out, and I'm, like, oh, man. I'm just, and then I'm just, like... Ba-dum. Boom. Well, the good news is, Joel, you only have ten episodes left. I mean, that show yeah. is gone from your life. Yeah, exactly. I think it'll live... It's gone. Pretty rent-free you don't have any more to watch. No, it'll just... It'll no just, more excuses. Yeah, exactly. No, it's fine. I'll be back to... <laughs> Give me like two days, and I'll at this stage, and I'm like the the the. God, I can't imagine watching it in two days. <laughs> the intake rate that I'm, yeah, I'm just gonna be like a fucking husk on the couch. But, um, but yeah, for I what I I have played it in the last week since we last spoke about it as well. But, um, I, it's it's really good. It's See, very good. The reason why I don't want to dwell on it is because I still don't want to say anything because I would say it's so it's people may have seen it, but because of how this game is built. Is probably a spoiler for someone. Yeah, so that's exactly. why I'm willing to say it's still game of the year, comfortably. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's 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 an all timer. I think it's pretty yeah. comfortable. I mean, much like the show you're watching, like this is an all timer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but apart from that, that's why I've had to. I've made sure to, to dip into some other stuff. So I had some other games to bring that wasn't just Zelda again. Oops, more Zelda. <laughs> so uh, there was two demos in particular that I played. Um, first of all, was a very short one, which mm-hmm. was garbage and i would recommend you don't play it okay maybe just watch the trailer they put out and be like huh i wonder if that's gonna be any good and that is the alone in the dark prologue interesting uh boy i don't I mean it's not i i don't want to say that i had expectations for it because look alone in the dark as an ip has had a very bad track record i am yeah. excited for this one because it does i mean it's got some some stars in it yeah it's got a bit of star it's power and, and, and jody Comer Comer as well yeah, like, yeah, jody Comer as well rad. so it's looking good and like i know i remember reading like a year or two ago the writer was like the one from behind soma like one mm-hmm. of the probably the narratively probably the best frictional games game that right. game is that game's story is so fucking good jesus christ but so yeah i had i had hopes in that regard, I don't know why. I think I think other demos have ruined things for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So with that, the Alone in the Dark prologue is really just a short 10, 15 minute experience mm. where you kind of walk around for a bit, you open some doors, have some cutscenes. It's really, it's not much. Okay. And yep. I don't want to sound like I'm being overly negative, but I feel like. When you say when you label something as a prologue or like you put out a demo, specifically as well if it's a horror game, yeah, like Capcom has sort of changed how that should be. Like mm-hmm. they've obviously Konami originally with PT, but that's yeah. a whole different discussion. Yeah, PT is its own masterstroke. Yeah, but even Capcom taking what, what PT did and making like the Dummy Finger demo, and it's... even doing demos of their mainline Resident Evil games and, and the remakes, and just like giving you a section of a game to run around in and putting a timer on it. It's just like a small yeah. thing, but at least it's something. And this yeah. was just 
there was just nothing. <laughs> it's yeah, it's that's pretty disappointing, especially because like we knew that this game existed, but I blocked it from my mind. Like it just it just fell out of my consciousness. But um, yeah, it just popped back in the other day where it was like, ah, oh, it's coming out this year, like October is it? October, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like coming out in October. Um, also, David Harbour and Jodie Comer in it. I was like, sorry, sorry, what? Yep, they're, they're in it? Like, just as a... No, they're, like, characters. Okay, sure. What? Which video game adjacent thing that David Harbour is in will I dislike more, this or Gran Turismo? It's, it's hard to tell. I'm, it's hard to tell. I am firmly in the camp of I am very excited for Gran Turismo. Because Good I think, for you. I think the story behind it is really interesting as okay. well. And I think it's... Yeah, it's going to be cool. And Neil Blomkamp's directing it, so it's going to look good. Like, yeah. I, yeah, and, and David Harbour, from the trailer, it looks like he's just getting to have a few wisecracks in there, so I'm, like, I'm okay with that. It's cash in a check. Yeah, absolutely. I'm okay with it. But, yeah, I think I'd be more... Ex- I'm more excited for Grand Turismo than I am for Alone in the Dark, but... I'm, I mean, after even after playing this, I'm still more excited for Alone in the Dark, personally. <laughs> Fair enough. At least I know the writing will be good, hopefully. Yeah. From the Soma guy. Yeah. Um, but the, the, the especially bad thing that just made this demo really stink in hindsight was last week, uh, Frictional Games announced a delay for the newest Amnesia game, Amnesia the Bunker, which sucked, but they were like, we need a couple more weeks of polish, and I was like, oh, okay, I mean, it gets you out of the window of, um, Tears of the Kingdom. Mm. Granted, it moves into the window of, window of Diablo, but yeah. at least I can put down Diablo easier than I can Tears. Exactly. Uh, but to soften the blow, they did release a demo, which I only just got to this week, like yesterday, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was honestly partially because of that Alone in the Dark one. I was like, fuck, I'm, ah, <laughs> oh, this is so, I'm just going to go play that Amnesia demo. Hopefully the Amnesia demo was better. Thankfully it was. Nice palate cleanser. Yeah, it, yeah. it really was. So I don't know how much you know about Amnesia the Bunker, Joel. Uh, bits and pieces. I think we talked about it on the show when it got announced, I want to say. If I know me, I probably bought it yeah, up. Yeah. Regardless of whether did. you wanted to hear it or not. Yep. But um, for those who don't, who are listening and maybe haven't listened to that episode, <laughs> Amnesia the Bunker is a new, the newest Amnesia game by Frictional Games. Uh, this, this time around, as opposed to sort of being the standard sort of you know, hide-and-seek horror game, which it still has elements of. Right. They've leaned more in the direction of making it an immersive sim. Mm. So... Interesting. That puts a lot of the onus on the player for getting through this game, which is going to be very interesting because amnesia games are so stressful because Mm -hmm. of the way that Frictional do their horror. Yeah. So to take that pressure... And then put it on the player's back and be like, by the way, you can probably get out of here in a number of ways, but you got to figure it out. Dude. Yeah. It's, like, it's got like a real, <laughs> it's got like a real escape room vibe That's it, the, to it. The yeah. game, I think it was the GameSpot preview they did like a week ago, compared it to an escape room where yeah. if you don't escape, some a monster kills you. Yeah, that's basically escape room where it's just like, here's a room. Like, I guess escape rooms are a little bit different because there's usually one way out but you've got a multitude I mean, of things that you need to do to, there, like, there is one way out of here like so basically to, the, the setting is you're in a um well a bunker in the, yeah. a world war i think it's world war one bunker okay and all this shit's gone down clearly the soldiers that were in this in these barracks heard the monster and a bunch of them fled and exploded the entrance causing a cave-in so you need to find more dynamite to go blow your way out. But of course, the dynamite and the, the lever to activate said dynamite are deeper in the bunker. So yep. you have to delve into the darkness. And I always forget how much the Amnesia games 
not not make me scared of the dark, but they remind you how easy it is to be scared of the dark. Like when you open a door, like you're in a, a reasonably well lit room, and you open a door and just like you look into pitch blackness, you're like, I don't know what's out there. Yeah, it, it could be anything. It reminds me. Um, there's there's a uh, from I think this year's comedy festival gala. There's like a comedian called Blake Freeman. I think he's an Australian comedian. Um, I'll have to show you after we finish recording. But like he has a bit about that, like where his partner was asking him what he's like scared of, and she says like you know fear of like letting people down. And he goes, "I'm scared of the dark." Like he said, "You don't know what's out there. It could be just, it could just be a man. Just be a man out there. That's not just or." He has like it goes through this whole thing. It's very funny the way he presents it. But yeah, it's like yeah, it's absolutely it. The dark is. Fucking terrifying. Yeah, like not knowing. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. I want to be very clear. I have no problems with the dark, but the amnesia games, they they, they make you feel like, well, but in this game, maybe I am scared of the dark because yeah. I hear very awful noises going past this room and the game's like, well, you could either stay in this room forever yep. or you could go out into the corridor. It's like, I don't want to, maybe I just live in this room. Uh, maybe this room is my home now. There's a bed. There's a wardrobe. Uh, for me, uh, escape. Game, and that's where that's where oh that character God. lives now. That's where they live. That's where they live. Uh, but yeah, so that's probably the biggest change. Like a lot of it, like there's still a lot, a lot, a lot of the amnesia trappings are there. You know, you're picking up notes. A lot of the characters, the story is very mysterious. Mm-hmm. And I would be shocked if it didn't have connections to similar things from the first. I'll say two games. I'm not really sure when Machine for Pigs fits in, but there's definitely connections in Dark Descent and Rebirth that mm-hmm. connect the two games. And um, yep. I found a note that mentioned like artifacts in like the, some of the, co- the ca- like the um caverns they burst into. Right. So yeah. I figured that's how they're going to tie things in. But yeah, so yeah, so immersive sim players got to figure it out. You're given a lot of tools. I won't. It's not exactly like it, but I sort of it's reminded me a lot of Tears of the Kingdom in okay. the sense of like. Sometimes you'll be presented with a problem and your solution, you're like, well, this in, in real life, this would work. And, yeah. and it works. Like, yeah, right. Little things like blowing open walls or shooting padlocks off doors. Mm-hmm. And just little things like that. And obviously not massive, like, Tears of the Kingdom, like, creating mechas or Gundams. It, right. Oh, my God. <laughs> obviously some, more pared down. Some fucking wild. It's kid. insane. That guy with, like, the, the fucking... Like flying machine is like just doing flips and shit through the air. There's a guy, there's a guy who made cruise missiles. That's awesome. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Holy shit. This but fun. yeah, obviously not on that level, right. this one, but yeah. still interesting enough. Like, I guess that's why they're saying it's an immersive sim, sort yeah. of like in the old Deus Exes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, or even say like your praise and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, the monster is, of course, in the game because it's frictional and it wouldn't be a frictional game without some sort of awful monstrosity to chase you and taunt you. Yeah. Uh, the, the, there's no real scripting for it. Oh, God. Yeah. So Fuck that. That means, again, entirely on the player, right? Yeah. You make too much noise and I'll be like, so you have a look at a little pocket flashlight. You can sort of rev up to, to give you like maybe a minute of light. Yeah. But obviously that... You get more light out of it the longer you hold down the key to charge it. <laughs> and as you hold it down longer, it does make more noise. Of course. Which can, of course, summon yep. the monster. And then, obviously, we see you because of the light. Uh, yeah, well, like, the, the light, it doesn't like the light. Oh, like, okay. I don't think the flashlight counts. But, like, there, so, okay, there's another mechanic. <laughs> okay, all right. So, this is actually part of it as well. I talked about the immersive sim, you know, Deus Ex and all that. There's also a dash of, like, Resident Evil. You, okay. have, you have a safe space. I, and now it's only a safe space if you lock the doors. 
The doors have locks. Oh, yeah. That's going to bite you in the ass. It is. So it many absolutely times. Is. Like, ah, I'm safe. You have to Boom. remember to lock that door. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so in that room, there's like a little um, light that hangs on the roof that you can touch to save your game. There's a storage box to keep your stuff. Okay. Yep. There is a map on the wall. Uh, but because this is amnesia, you better fucking memorize that map because yeah. you do not get to take it with you. It lives on that wall. So I hope you're good at remembering where things are in the fucking dark. It's like, yep, just get your phone out. Take what, a quick, yeah. little, check a little picture I of that. considered it. I did consider yeah. it because I was like, well, I'm going to be fucking scurrying around the corridors chased by an awful monster in dark. Yeah. I want to know where I'm going. Yeah, no, fair enough. Fair but, enough. Um, that's when I stumbled upon the other mechanic where in the back of this safe area is a generator. Okay. Which you can fill up with fuel. Okay. Now, you can do that. So you basically, you can get fuel canisters of obviously, and I think this is the game's version of the lantern from the other games. Okay. The yep. lantern was a tool you had at all times and you got oil to top it up. Yeah. And it was sort of on the player to decide, like, oh, do you want to do you yep. want to fill the lantern up yet or do you want to wait because you don't know how long it's going to be before you find more oil? Yeah. So this sort of feels like the new version of that because you put the fuel in, you fire it up, and then you find a pocket watch. Which ticks, and you can sort of like the, like the character sets a time for how much light you have, and it's just like it's just there, <laughs> and you're just like, fuck that. This pressure is immense. Oh my good god, lord! It's like it, it, literally like this person is trying to speed run like them surviving. Having a yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I probably. I mean, if I was a braver man in that scenario, I probably would as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good way to monitor it. Like, 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 I'll be realistic. I don't want to be down here anymore. No, yeah, exactly. So I may as well make this shit work. Yep, yep. Uh, it's interesting to see that, like, they've they keep trying to do different things with within the the, the, the bounds that they've sort of created, and it's it's cool that they're sort of going down this immersive sim route because I think like immersive sims aren't really like. Like, you don't really see many horror-based ones, really, that I can think of. of I mean, not, probably not strictly focused on horror. Like, there's definitely some horror aspects to, like, Prey and... Oh, um, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right. And, like, we just had the System Shock remake come out, which is sort of... So, like, they're there. But, like, yeah, obviously, Amnesia is, like, horror. Yeah. It's, like, horror immersive sim. It's not like yeah. sci-fi most of sim or something. Like it's or, like, no, I'm a horror game, but also you, if you're clever, you might be able to outsmart me. Yeah. In those other games, it's like the horror was in like an ambience and like, a, yeah. like an, it's a tone setter, basically. Like, like, in this one, it's just like, again, you step, you take a step into a dark corridor and just like, oh, no one's out there. Yep. No, fuck that. And the game's like, you just need to go down to that door. It's like 10 meters away. I'm like, yeah, but no, it's out there. Nah. You don't understand. I'm really stressed out. Nope. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> and to make it, to make it better. Obviously, yeah. So if you're in a room um, and you're charging up your little flashlight, if monster can still hear you, so it'll sometimes just go past the room. It's yeah. like, because I'm standing here for another 30 seconds, that's yep. fine. Uh, obviously, because you're in a, it seems like you're in a war zone as well. Sometimes when you're wandering around the corridors, like explosions will go off above you, and it is enough to make me jump out of my seat occasionally. Because oh, yeah. I'm like, yep. fuck you, fuck you, frictional. You bastards. Yeah, the one, like, one of the only big jump scares that I got in fucking Resident Evil 4 Remake was, like, falling through the floor. <laughs> it wasn't even, like... Granted, what was down there was horrific, but, yeah, falling through the floor made me fucking nearly throw my control across the room. Because <laughs> I was like, I knew something was coming, too, and I was just like, oh, it's good. So, yeah, it, I, sometimes the scariest thing is just <laughs> ambience. Yeah, well, I mean, this game... 
it also just does such a good such a good job of like making you aware of how little you have like so for to set another to another example from a demo was um you meet a character who's fucking gonna die mm-hmm. <laughs> gonna die yeah and they just are like hey can can you go into the other room it's just across the other side of a room across the hall grab my gun and fucking shoot me and that's how they got the game introduces you to your revolver which you can use obviously to shoot off locks okay uh, but also you can shoot the monster to scare it away not kill it obviously yeah. but you can use it to spook it away which is good uh, and it really like you get you get two bullets, and you actually get to manually load in the two bullets into this little revolver, which is just a, it's such a cool idea to be like, hey yeah. yo, you got two bullets. Yep. Good luck. Like full stop or just? <laughs> well, you can find more, but okay, I think right. I found like two more in my time. So right. yeah, you will, say- you will find more. But you so to stroll briefly back to the Resident Evil comparison, you do have a limited inventory. Mm-hmm. You've got six slots. Okay. So. Yeah, you got to be careful how much you carry. I think I've got, like, a rag, some fuel, some health items, and something else. To, and that's like, oh, that's five of my slots gone. Yep. Let's go back to the item box real soon to do some swapping over. Mm. Um, but yeah, so you, you pick up, you get your gun, and you go to kill him. And then, of course, he gets fucking dragged through the wall from behind by whatever this monster is. I haven't seen it face-to-face yet. And you're like, yeah, well... Again, character's perspective, he's like, all right, let's go. My perspective... I got two bullets. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yep. Maybe, maybe uh, I could just have one. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, it's like I, I'm, I know I'm, I might be a bad shot, but like I don't think I need. I got both two of chances. Them. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Maybe. If I fuck up, I can finish the job. Yeah, <laughs> which sounds really bleak, but the situation is really bleak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, fuck, uh, fuck this noise. But yeah, so the demo goes for about forty minutes. You get to play it to a, I want to say too far in, but frictional. I've said as well that they'll be tweaking some stuff in the full game. So you don't have to worry about like, well, not necessarily worry. Frictional's like, don't think you're smart. <laughs> By like, oh, I played the intro demo. I can play the full game. Ah, oh, we're going to tweak things. So don't worry. Yeah, right. You're going to come into this full game and be scared again. So don't, don't sweat it. <laughs> Everything's upside down. No. <laughs> There's yeah. two monsters. Yuck. But um, yeah, one of the things they pointed out for monster, like I said, it has no scripting. So, it being aware of a player is going to come down to you a lot of the time, whether you're noisy, if you're good at hiding, locking doors, all that sort of stuff. Um, there are also other obstacles like these little rats that will attack you if you go near them. Okay. So you have to get past them. Sometimes using fire and stuff like that. Uh, but apparently I was I read somewhere that the monster actually, shock, shock horror, um, is attracted to your blood. So you can use that to your advantage sometimes, like, and maybe lure it away from where you need to be by bleeding it in some random corner. Oh, God. And then, then fucking legging it, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, cool. so I'm, I'm very interested. So they, in an effort to dissuade people who, because obviously it is, it is, this is, it's going to be very stressful. Oh, like yeah. this, like, I would say amnesia games are not for everyone no. at the gate, but saying, okay, it's it's a horror game, but also like, think <laughs> yeah like, yeah as much as i love amnesia dark descent and rebirth a lot of the time it's not really thinking it's they're pretty linear you're constantly moving forward you have puzzles sometimes but generally you solve the puzzle and you move forward this one is literally again like an escape room like a little labyrinth but you've got to find your way around get the stuff you need and get out without dying yeah they're really focusing on replay- replayability for it which is neat that's cool um so they have said to sort of dissuade the people who maybe like the idea of it, but are already too stressed out. They will have an easy, normal and hard difficulty. Okay. So, cool. um, yeah. So that's going to be good. Like, even though I'm into horror games, I'm considering tr- starting on easy and seeing how I go. Just, uh, yeah. And then if it's, if I feel like it's a bit easy, maybe kicking it up because 
it's so stressful. It and would be interesting to see, like, what the changes are. Like, you know, if it's think... just a basic, like, you know, the monster does more damage, there's less items. Rah, rah, rah. I think they did say, yeah, but easy will have, like, maybe slightly more resources okay. and maybe the monster is a bit less perceptive as to your location. Um, but again, who knows when the full version comes out, we'll probably know the concrete details. But yeah, so in comparison to Alone, Alone in the Dark, yeah, well, I walked away from this Amnesia, the bunker demo, fucking psyched for this game that comes yeah. out in like four days. It's going to, it's looking incredible. And because I get, I know I was, I liked Rebirth, but I know a lot of people were like, eh, it's kind of a lot like Dark Descent. I'm right. like, Fair, I get like I, I get it. And some people want more from them, um, and that's what it feels like. The bunker is sort of a response to. They're really trying mm-hmm. to take that thing they do well, yeah, and like twist it. And it's going to be a very interesting experiment to see how people respond to that, to see how the game goes, and to see just how scary it will be. Uh, but early impressions are it's going to be pretty fucking terrifying. Yeah, sounds like it. I'm going to try to get to it. It comes out yeah, like I said, Tuesday, so June sixth, the same day as Diablo. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I don't know if it'll be like my Diablo cooldown game. Thankfully, it's coming to PlayStation right. 5, so I won't have to play it on my PC. I can play it on my couch under a blanket. I was going to say, I was gonna say your, your Diablo cooldown game is just this ah, nice, relaxing amnesia yes. game. Yeah. Stroll through the pitch black corridors of this bunker being hunted by this awful clawed beast. Yeah, yep. what about it? Yep. As yep. I said in that Discord to, to um, the story mode guys, like... I get a game where I get to kill monsters, and then a game where I'm killed by a singular monster. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's fair. What what a dream! Yeah, dream come true, right? Yeah, that's exactly right? it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds sounds peachy. Sounds man. awesome. Yeah, sounds like a really relaxing time. Well, to shift gears entirely, <laughs> again entirely from like horror. Yep. Um, a new season of Destiny dropped. Oh. So, welcome to the Destiny Corner, where okay. Karen talks a little bit about Destiny. I'm excited. He won't. He won't go on for too long. Um, Joel will, like, kick him if he is. Uh, but, yeah, so the not this week, but the week before last week, um, Season of a Deep launched, which yep. is the second season in Lightfall's year. Uh, this one sees the story move forward in the return of Titan, which was a planet we lost in Beyond Light. Oh, cool. It's not back as a location, so you can't... It's not a patrol space, but okay. it is utilized in the seasonal activities. Uh, story-wise, again, very early days, like the second week, but the basic gist of it is we're basically, we're trying to link up with this new character on Titan to find out the weaknesses of, like, the big bad we've been chasing for the last year. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, again, without boring people with the, the, the details on Destiny's story, which I get it, there's a lot, and it's confusing, and the catch-up on it is, like, actual homework, but... Yeah, yeah. It promise, it's a promising story beat to be chasing. Uh, so, yeah, Season of the Deep so far consists of two activities that you can play repeatedly. There's Salvage, which is a six-player activity where you basically just load into a part, like, onto Titan, which is the map we got back, and you run around and there's, like, three... You've got three jobs you do, but what jobs they are are completely random. Okay. So you can mix them and match them. Just sort of keep it... Feeling a bit fresh. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's enough enemies to support six players. Otherwise, I think the activity is fun. Yeah. Um, the really good one is the second activity called Deep Dive, which is... We're only in tier two of it so far, because basically Deep Dive is... Eight, like, week one, you did Salvage, and then you did a story mission. Same for week two. And those story missions are actually seeing our character go deeper down this specific part of Titan. Okay. 
and deep dive sort of is taking each of those missions and stacking them on each other. Oh, yeah. So deep dive will see, you you know, you start off 1000 meters down Mm -hmm. and then you do a couple of objectives, which you can, um, it's got some light, light, roguelike mechanics. I was waiting for it. I was about to say, I'm like, are you fucking telling me? Light. This one very clear. Very light. So you can pick a perk. There's like two options at the start. You can pick a perk to sort of buff one thing or another. And you can pick a second one when you progress to the second stage as well, which just dropped this week. So I think there'll be a third one next week. Yep. Um, And yeah, there'll be little things like boosting your arc damage or making your heavy weapons do more damage. Little things like that. More damage to mini bosses. Yep. Uh, and there are also, when you enter an area to do one of these tasks before you move forward, you, if you, before you finish the section, there's a, usually a little white orb, like a little Toland orb, which if the entire fire team connects with and touches, you can do an optional objective in that section. Okay. The bonus rewards at the end. Okay. Which is essential in my opinion, but yeah. not every, the annoying thing is the entire fire team has to do it. Yeah. Which is fine if you're with a fire team of three people, but this also is matchmaking. Uh, so <laughs> people have found the best way to get like people who don't know what's going on to come and look at it is to go over to the orb and kill themselves. <laughs> oh. And then when a player comes over to revive and they're like, Oh, what's this? It's like, thank you for it's touching like, the yeah. white orb. Just touch the white orb. It's yeah. like so it's got Again, a renewed call for Destiny to have like a ping feature, which okay, yeah, it kind of really it could use. Really does, doesn't it? I feel like, like if you're a first-person shooter and you don't have a ping feature, like you need to get on that because it's just so useful, especially yeah. with Destiny sort of leaning more into this match-made stuff. Like, just giving players who don't want to talk on comms the option to sort of point at things is mm-hmm. just so useful. Yeah, uh, but absolutely. Yeah. So Deep Dive is the actual, the one I'm really enjoying this season, just because, again, it has the challenge. It's getting, it's going down deeper. There's three, there's three bosses. We've been introduced to two of them. The first one is a Servitor. Um, and as you always know, Servitors, they love to have fun off their names. So obviously this, this season's aquatic themed. Yeah. So the Servitor's name is J4W-S. Brilliant. It's, it's Jaws. That's great. I was like, love it. I That's love this. Cool. Yep. I get it. I love I'm on to you what you're doing and I like it. <laughs> uh, sc- scurvy, I think, is still my favorite. Yeah, it was from yeah. season of the... Uh, the pirate season. The pirate one. Yeah, season of the... Season Plunder? Plunder, yeah. yes. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. He was great. Scurvy was awesome. Yeah. I like Scurvy. Um, man, I wish I had more time because this sounds really well, cool. Well, I mean, the good news is the season is around till August. Yeah. It's not going anywhere for a while. Like, in fact, when the season does leave... Bungie will announce the final shape before the third season even comes out. So yeah. that's sort of gives you an idea of how the season's here till August 22nd. There's plenty of time to dive into it. It'll yeah. be still there. Yeah. You know, like, and I'll probably still be playing because I, I mean, I'll be definitely going for my 72 season challenge to get my stupid bright dust pile because I like to buy stupid frivolous cosmetics and Bungie yeah. like to flog off. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for it, but at least it's free. That stuff's exactly. free. I mean, I buy the season pass at the start of the year, but the extra stuff is but free. That's fine. It's the in-game currency. The season pass is fine. You're not paying, what was it, like 30 bucks for a PlayStation oh, skin or something? They are about, yeah. So they did a, announce PlayStation skins, which are 2,000 silver, which is, yeah, about 30 bucks. That's... I did do it last... Was it last season or last... It was either last season or season of a Seraph I did it to get the um, Assassin's Creed one because it yep. looked fucking rad. Yeah. I just... The one that I want is not for my character anyway, so I'm like, oh, okay. Which one's 
the um, Ghost of Tsushima oh, one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I just want the Kratos helmet for my Titan, but because it's only in the um, the silver set, I don't think I'll be able to get them individually, so I yeah. have to decide if I really want the helmet that badly. Yeah. We'll see. There might come a time when I'm, I, it gets me in a moment of weakness. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those that's the main gist of the two new activities. Salvage is a bit repetitive, but Deep Dive is repetitive, but it's fun, it's challenging, so it doesn't feel like you're just sort of cruising through, if that makes sense. Even though it's doing... Even though the activities are sort of random and you do them enough, you can pick them, it's challenging enough and the rewards at the end feel better than they do in Salvage. Okay, you're speaking of someone who, like... I know. Obsesses over roguelikes. That, that's why I want to... sounds I, fucking awesome. I want to emphasize it's really light. It's not like... It's enough, Kyrie. Like, that's all it needs to be. It's enough. Joel's in. That's all it needs to be. You just said, like, it's kind of like a real, like, cool, let's go. I've bought the season already. I'm on my phone buying it right now. Um, so, but also of Season of a Deep, two other things have been added. One of them is fishing. Yes. So fishing is obviously an activity that every MMO has. And I feel like now that Destiny has it, it's like, I can go and sit at the MMO table. Yeah, It's exactly. got to be careful there, because the other MMOs are pretty content-rich. So And, and they were also... They're, they're, Bungie are also very adamant I know, about not calling it an MMO. Like, but you put like, fishing in it. It's like, yeah, come on, mate. Like, seriously. Let's be, let's be real here. Yeah, you've, you've, you've... Yeah, they're saying, like... Tell us you're an MMO without telling us you're an MMO, basically. Like, let's put fishing a fishing minigame in there. But, um... Yeah, so the fishing minigame is there. It's very basic, which is fine by me. Like, I know some people wanted more, but the controls are pretty basic. You just stand in front of it. There are set fishing spots that you'll see with a big blue light over them. Mm-hmm. You just go, you get up there, you stand there, you press square to cast your reel, and then you press square at the right time. Either you can do it as, a, if you get it spot on, it's a perfect catch. Mm-hmm. Then you have a small window to get a regular catch. I and mean, then if you take too long, you get an empty hook. Okay. So, yeah. Um, the fish come in the same rarity as guns, apart from white. So there's um, green, blue, purple, yellow. Yep. Uh, you can bank the fish back at your at the helm, which is the sort of season space, I guess. Um, purple fish will give you weapons, which is neat. It's cool. And the yellow ones will give you an exotic gear piece. So fuck yeah! It makes fishing kind of worthwhile. They're rare to get, but the way the game wants you to do it is basically to. Group up with a bunch of people. Whether yeah. that's you go, you go to the EDZ with a full fire team, or I had a session this morning where I just happened upon a fishing spot with like six other guardians or five other guardians. I'm like, just gonna pull up here for about yep. twenty minutes. Yep, pull up uh, a few. The downside is public events still happen, and when the public <laughs> events happen, oh my god, it removes the fishing space. And I tell you what. I've never seen Guardians just destroy a public event so quickly in my life. <laughs> just these enemies are just like, let's go fucking fuck with these fishermen. And they're just like, right, that's yeah. it. <laughs> I was happy to just sit here and fish, and you had to go and get in my way. Just put their rods in those little, like, little, <laughs> little like, holders. Yeah. Just, like, sitting like, oh, fuck, I'm coming back for you. Just, like, yeah. <laughs> just rinse this fucking public event. And then just run around in circles into the new fishing it's, spot. It starts a heroic, you're like, oh, god damn it. That's slower. We were so close. We just need to be done and back at fishing. Yeah. So That's great. It's it's pretty funny. I I I I'm torn between being annoyed when a public event happens to just laughing when I just see every guardian jump on their sparrows and just like beeline straight to the thing like <laughs> God damn it, blitz it away. Yeah, 
so the other bit of content they added is separate from the season pass. You have to buy it with um when you buy the Lightfall dungeon key, which is two thousand silver. Mm-hmm. That's another thirty bucks. It gets mm-hmm. expensive. That's why I just buy the fucking all in one pack at the start of a year. Yeah, it's fair. Which doesn't save me much money, but it saves me some. Um so yeah. That, that, that key gives you access to two dungeons. One's coming in the last season of the year. The other one came out this season. And this season's dungeon, I really want to do it. It's got to, it's got to convince people. It's fine. I've got some American friends I did the last dungeon with. I probably wrote them in. Yeah. But the, this dungeon is called The Ghosts of the Deep, which it's following a trend that they've been doing the last few dungeons where they're actually connected to the story. Okay. So I haven't done the dungeon, but the setting is pretty fucking exciting. Okay. If you play Destiny, if you haven't, you're like, who are these names that Karen is about to say? And okay. I apologize yep. to you. No. But essentially, the gist of it is after the Taken King, after we after the raid that I definitely didn't do, but mm. sure, the game credits me for doing it. Yep. Um, we kicked Oryx's ass, who was the big bad of that expansion, and his mm-hmm. body exploded off into space. Well, it turns out it landed on Titan. Oh, awesome. So the setting of this dungeon is essentially the Lucent Hive from the Witch Queen trying to use a combination of necromancy and the light to bring back oryx oh that's sick and you're yeah basically your guardian's got to race down to the fucking bottom of the ocean this methane ocean and the to a point where the, the last boss fight sort of happens in this massive arena with oryx's fucking bones that's so cool it's really cool that's and from what weird. i've seen from the story it actually is very good the rewards look good the armor sets look sick oh so yeah that Again, it's just another reason why I know there's a lot of reasons to be like, Destiny, it's so expensive. But the dungeon looks really cool. Yeah. And I can, like, I could, I mean, I've already dropped the money, so I've got the dungeon key. Yeah. But even if I hadn't, I'd be so damn tempted just to get in, get my foot in the door in this place. Like, I, guess oh. the, I guess the plus side is, like, you, it, with it being piecemeal, you can sort of pick and choose what you want to engage with. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they, they let you choose. But, I mean, at the same time, then when you choose to do everything, it becomes pretty expensive. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's, I guess, what they're banking on. Is, like, yeah, with the annual pass. Doing that. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, yeah, which is a shame. But, like, yeah, I don't think I've ever done a dungeon at all. There's like, three it's... dungeons we should take. The, the dungeons that I've done, I've only done three of them. But they're, they're three of the best things I've done in the game. Ah, oh, fucking goddamn it! Like, I think it's probably the closest I'm going to get to some something resembling a raid. I think ever. Um, I always, I it's always said it was like I'm going to raid. I'm going to do it one day. I'm going to do it. Right. Always so close, but we fall short. Yeah, the one that the last one they did was probably the, the root, root of evil of Nazarak. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it sounds like it was the best one, the most beginner friendly raid, well, ironically. Yeah, I was going to say best one, but like the most appropriate one for a bunch of fucking blueberries. Deep. Yeah, yeah blueberries that don't know what they're fucking doing. Well, this guy anyway. <laughs> but um, yeah, like it's yeah, the dungeons seem pretty appealing, but I just never got around to doing them. So, but like I was pretty intimidated at first, mm. but um, when you when you get into them. You've got, like, the they sort of treat them like parade in the sense where you've got the full week to do them. So yep. as long as you hit a checkpoint, like, one night, as long as it's before reset, you can jump back in and finish it, which is neat. That's cool. Um, and, like, yeah, when you know a dungeon, like, it's, like, they can be two hours long, two oh, a bit. Right. So they're not, they're not terrible. It's usually, like, two encounters or maybe three encounters. Usually two big encounters in them mm-hmm. um, and a few puzzles. Yep. Um, but, yeah, the ones I've done have been great. Like, I did the, what's it called? The, the one from season of the, the season of the nine 
forget what it's called, but it's got all the fucking weird pyramids and you fucking ride sparrows down ribbons and it's just fucking insane. That's awesome. Um, I've done The Grasp of Avarice, which was the 30th anniversary one, which is set inside the Loot Cave from, from the Cosmodrome in Destiny 1. That's so fucking good. It's really good. It's such a fun dungeon. That's hilarious. The fact that it's all pirate-themed is great. The, the, I love that the dungeon is just like, yeah, look, you know, we know what... Yeah, well, the dungeon opening is literally like you have to kill wave after wave of enemy outside of a loot cave and bank the they all drop exotic engrams and you've got to pick them up and bank them in the cave oh my god that's so fucking yeah, good it's hilarious it's great um and yeah i also did the season of the seraph dungeon which was the december whatever like the last season which was mm-hmm. um spire of a watcher which is a also a very cool dungeon has very cool gear has fucking cowboy hats like you just want to be a cowboy you'd be finally be a space cowboy in destiny they made dreams come true um cowboy in the tower cowboy cowboy in the tower cowboy in the tower uh but yeah so that's i'll stop talking about destiny now it's too early to tell if season of edp is going to be good but they did say initially that this is the one where we'd start to see the effect of feedback because obviously even though i've been playing only for the last year and a little bit Mm -hmm. the community was starting to be like hey these seasons are getting kind of samey because like a lot of the time it was like do the activity go to the helm level up the table Pick an upgrade, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Whereas this one sort of is ditched fat. There's no power. Like the power doesn't go up at all. So whatever. Okay. The cap is still 1810 from Lightfall. Um, the table upgrades have been swapped out to now being like just regular quests you can do whenever you want. Okay. Which means like two or three of them are time gated by like beating bosses in like weeks two and three. But okay. you can do almost all of them immediately, which is really handy. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So it, it's looking positive. Again, just too early to tell. It really depends on the story beats. They have also added in the new story quest for Lightfall about the Veil, which mm. was so far one mission and some like an like an audio log or something. Okay. Or like a, it's like it's not much. Hopefully, there's more coming from that. But yeah, we'll see. It's going to be an interesting season, considering that when this ends, we find out about the final shape. And then I guess that we'll be into another weird Lightfall season. Who knows what it's going to be about? The I don't want to. Say, there's talk. There's talk. But maybe Savathun's ghost is coming back into the picture soon. So Ooh. things might be about to get spicy. We'll see. But yeah, that's that's it for me on the Destiny front. Probably for the next three months. So you're all safe to come back to the podcast now. <laughs> Welcome back. It's the only downside is this. This all sounds like really fun, but I'm just like, I'm never getting I know. into it. It's such a shame. I now, like, it sounds like so much fun. I now know, I understand now when people who talk about MMOs a lot. Yeah. And people are just like, that sounds really cool, but I'm never going to get to it. I get that now. Yeah. And I would say Destiny is still less involved than an MMO, yeah. but I get it. I get why it's just like, because it is still a lot to commit to. It's funny because like, like you said, Bungie have been taking all this feedback on board and they've sort of been pretty... Normally with an MMO, like, grinding and all this stuff is, like, like key. Whereas Bungie have been f- trying to figure out ways to maybe keep that element there, but also make it a little bit more, like, user-friendly to... Yeah, well... To, like, onboard new players. The problem with the power was it was just... It was ga- it was kind of, like, it would block you up, right? Mm-hmm. It meant that something, like, when a new season would start... To do any of the hard activities, you would have to grind out several pinnacle drops per week, yep. per activity, mm-hmm. to even get to the right level to do the fun stuff you wanted to do. Whereas with no raisin, you know, power, 
you can you can just do it. Yeah. It's there and you can do them. And you still have like an like you've got your little seasonal artifact which levels up and that mm-hmm. sort of replaces your need to power climb. That okay. will still increase your power, but you you're at the cap automatically to do all the hard activities, which is just a great change. That's that's a really good change. Yeah, just yeah. just removing that annoying cuz yeah, I even as a casual destiny player, I could absolutely see why a player who's like uh, like in really invested in this game would come back each season and be like, "Cool, can't do anything I want to do for like five weeks. So I yeah. guess I'll just like grind out these things meaninglessly until I can do it. Yeah, well, that's it. And, and yeah, I, I guess too, like, they've been sort of carrying it over into things like even with raiding, like trying to incorporate a way of um, having like looking um, LFG like incorporated into the game somewhat. Yeah, well, or, that's coming with the... It's meant to be coming off a raid that comes next season. Mm-hmm. The, whatever the refurbed raid from like Destiny 1 or 2 is that they bring back. But mm-hmm. their aim is to put the LFG stuff with that. Which is cool. Like That'll and, be interesting. And even like the the like the Sherpering. Yeah, well, Sherpering, well, Sherpering is, is really there, cool. yeah. Um, that's something that to me that like, you know, again, if I had the time and wasn't like afraid of talking to people I don't know, basically, I'd be like, oh, that seems like an actual, that seems like a good way of, yeah, my foot in the door. Right? At least experiencing some of of a raid, and um, like let's like, it's no like. Let's be honest. Like as with most games like this, not just MMOs, but games that require sometimes cooperating with people you don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like a fifty fifty chance you yep. might get a good person, or you might get someone that you never want to speak to again yep. in your life, and you maybe want to forget you ever met in the first place. So yep. roll the dice. It really is, and that sort of is very deterring. Yeah, it's a massive offput. But I mean, again, we'll see what the LFG brings. That's not till next season. Be very interesting to see how they incorporate that. But yeah, again, we're done with Destiny. I'm, yep. I'll okay. move this on. Yep. No. I'll throw us straight into the bonus round. <laughs> Bonus round. So the bonus round is our whatever we want it to be segment of the show, where we've got a couple of small stories we're going to talk about here. Um, not not really massive dope or note material. No. Plus, we did just have that massive PlayStation showcase. Mm-hmm. We, I I am very proud of us for how quickly we got through that list. Yeah, we. Were, you, I mean, I remember like going into it, you were like, "I'm going to be ruthless with this thing," and I was like, "Okay, I'm kind of glad you were. It was it was nice." <laughs> We're going to talk about the fun stuff games. that we actually really Long list of games. About. Um, so one of our stories actually follows up from what we talked about last week, mm-hmm. where we were like, where's Last of Us Factions? Like, much like yeah. that episode of The Simpsons with Where's, where's Poochie? Yep. Like, yeah. Where's Last of Us Factions? It was going to be a way talked about it last year. Factions uh, home planet needs him right <laughs> Exactly. Now. That's basically what happened. Uh, well, we now know that it's pretty, it's been delayed. Mm. It's, it's essentially the gist of it. So... Yeah, at, at, at base level, at like, ba- yeah. The face the face fronting thing is that on May 27, 4.40am Australian time, mm-hmm. Naughty Dog put up a post, which I'll just, I'll just read straight from the post what they wrote. For Last of Us fans, we know many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our The Last of Us multiplayer game. What a dumb way to write that. Mm. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far, but as development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project as well as... as well as our other games in development, including a brand new single-player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion for for our games. It continues to drive us. All right, first of all, so, like, reading that again, like, as well as our other games in development, games plural, yeah, and then 
including a brand new single player experience. I I wonder if this is the time for Naughty Dog to do a new IP. Oh, they will be. Yeah, and that's why I'm. That's why I'm. I'm I want to see where they go next, but. Uh, I know there's a lot of people that were pretty excited for factions and that love factions. I remember dabbling in it a little bit. Um, uh, no multiplayer, no game has made me feel fear like factions did. Yeah. I felt real fear. It's, yeah. <laughs> With how brutal those finishes were. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, um, but it's interesting because like, I think the initial reports of what they were trying to do, they were incorporating some sort of like story elements and things into this to sort of justify it being more than just a standing like a um a multiplayer mode that's attached to like the last of us um and i think a lot of people like a lot of i got i i kept hearing the division get thrown around a lot i think in some people like explaining about what they were maybe thinking they were going for i mean honestly yeah, that mm. would, like so. Factions was cool, and it had that weird Facebook thing where you could like yeah. link your account, and all your Facebook friends would be in your thing, which yeah. is funny up until someone you liked died, and you were like, "Oh, yeah. oh yeah. shit, sorry, dude." It's the, it's, it's the XCOM factor. It's yeah. A, yeah, XCOM factor and factor. Um, Cult of the Lamb factor, where yes. it's like, "Yeah, oh, they're dead." Yeah, fuck. Yeah. All right, uh, but again, obviously, I think. The other thing that didn't exactly help the conversation around factions Mm -hmm. was knowing that Sony was fucking keen as shit to get their hand, all their hands in the pie that is live service games. Yes. So I think we all sort of assumed this would be one of them. We don't know for sure that it is. But um, again, the Bloomberg account mentions that the multiplayer spinoff was scaled back after a recent evaluation and that many of its developers have been moved to other projects. So the talk is that I mean, Bungie probably had a look at it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's, I'm pretty sure I've seen somewhere someone I think saying, I have like, someone sell that, but I don't want to Bungie. go on the record saying that. But, like, you would think, because it's like. Sony spent a lot of money on Bungie for their live service expertise. Exact reason. Yeah, exactly. So I think they're the ones, and they basically said it wasn't, yeah, engaging enough. Uh, yeah, essentially, that player. seems to be the gist of it. And I know that's brought out a lot of people who have started to, you know, they love to hang shit on Destiny, but it's like. Hey man, Destiny has survived so many Destiny killers. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. and I'm not just saying that because I'm a player. It's just like Destiny has always. It's just it's this is its ninth anniversary as a it's, game since you, Destiny one. Exactly, and the, we joked a lot when it came like came out. I remember like yeah, ten the, years the ten year player. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, right, right, okay, mate. Yeah, like, ten years, okay. And then, when they relaunched with Destiny two, it was like, oh, how's that ten year plan going? Yeah. And then it's like. Okay, they're actually doing it. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's gone pretty good, actually. Yeah, pretty fucking good. They've survived, like, splitting from, like, their their publisher yeah. and going solo and then being picked up by Sony. Like, it's 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 an insane story that I would love to see. Like, uh, like I like I want, like, a double fine... I would love... I'd be very interested to see like, the story Documentary style. Like, Especially now that Bungie's also embarking on development of, on Marathon as well. So yeah, yeah. Be very interesting. But yeah, like... If I was to have, if I was making a live service game, or was mm. like in the boots of Sony publishing a live service game, and I was like, I want to get someone to look at it, Bungie's a good person to call. They'd be like, hey, you guys who make this really successful live service game, what do you reckon? Like, yeah. So I kind of believe it. It, it does bum me out a bit because, again, I do like factions, and mm-hmm. the idea of a live service factions, it's one of those things where it's, I could see it working. It's it's interesting because like the comment of it being not engaging enough for the player for long term is interesting, but 
I wonder if like they made what they have like the the core like element of it strong enough. I feel like it would be wouldn't matter if like well, I guess keep people coming back. I mean that that pointing out the you know player engagement. I guess that is what separates you from being a multiplayer game from being a live service game. Right. Yeah. Because like. A multiplayer game, say, like, a Borderlands. A Borderlands mm-hmm. is just like, cool, you play through it with your friends, and then you finish, and you're done. You're like, cool, well, that was a fun game, and I'm yep. done now. Yeah. Whereas a live service game is like, see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, pick but, up pick up the new season, and I'll catch you later. But even, like, a multiplayer, if they, they marketed it more as a multiplayer game than a live service game in, like, like, same sort of vein as, like, an Overwatch, or, like, you know, where it's like, this is the game, we're going to add different bits and pieces to it, but this is the core game. This is what we're doing. I wonder if people are more cautious after the Overwatch 2 stories. I mean, yeah, like... A cautionary tale. Maybe Overwatch was a bad example, but it was the one that popped <laughs> I into get, my mind. I do get what like, you're going for. Yeah. Like, but, yeah, because, I mean, I think I initially, I mean, up until last year, had just always assumed that factions would be like a $30 downloadable multiplayer thing you would do. Exactly, right? But it sounds, I mean, after they were talking about it at Summer Games Fest last year, that maybe it, is, it was becoming something bigger. Yeah. So we still don't really know the full scale of it yet, but... um, It seemed like, which is interesting, because like it could have been like set within The Last of Us world, but following different characters or like a different how dare you suggest we do something in the world of the last of us with different characters yeah, John. Know, right it's, we yeah. don't do that here yeah, no we don't yeah we have a uh, star wars a post-apocalypse uh, <laughs> it's all connected fuck yep it yeah it really is but i mean yeah yeah that is fucking bummy you spun me out <laughs> with that now it's made me really sad sorry um, i do agree though like it, it like this world is so interesting it like and- there are so many stories that are ripe for the taking. Which is why I could, I do see a live service game working. Yeah, like, but I really do as well. We'll see, I guess. I, I think the thing everyone's chewing on from this, from this like post from Naughty Dog is the brand new single player experience. We don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. We probably won't know what it is for a while. No. Given how Sony likes to reveal their first party stuff. Yeah. Sparingly. <laughs> yeah. And like the, the, the wording of that is like, is there another Uncharted game in the works there as well? Is there, like you said, the it's Last, last of, of Us Part 3? Three. Like, I mean, yeah. It, if it's very clear at the stage that Naughty Dog is done with Uncharted. Now, I don't think that means we're, we're done with Uncharted. I could see Sony putting someone like Bend on it or something. Oh, yeah. They did. did they made the Vita one, didn't they? Yeah, they made Golden Abyss. Yeah, Bits, they made yeah. Golden Abyss. I, I hate that game. But I didn't really give it much of a shake. But, like, it's fine. Like, I, yeah. What I played of it, I just didn't really get into it. Um, it wasn't what I was looking for at the time, I don't think. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with them to to leave Uncharted alone. I I'm not I I wouldn't say no, but I just the hoops that we'd have to jump through narratively, I think, to get another Uncharted game is like okay, whatever. Well, I mean, that's what I think the beauty of um oh shit, what was the spin-off one? Uh, the Lost Legacy. Yes, Lost yeah. Legacy. That's what the beauty of that one was, yeah. where it's like, hey, it doesn't have to be Nathan Drake. Well, that's that's what I mean. But like, yeah, we like if they were to do another Uncharted, like maybe there's Uncharted always game, room for treasure hunters. <laughs> well, I was gonna say if they do another one, it's gonna be his daughter because well, hopefully Nate keeps her out of that lifestyle, right? But that's there's your there's your, ca- oh, your character conflict right there. Like you know, we'll see. 
that's that's it. Like she sneaks out. She's like the young rebellious teenager that wants to go do this. And you're probably like no. You're probably right. Like it writes itself basically, and it's 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 like Nate being like having to wrestle with the idea of like, oh, she's just like me, but do I really want her to be like that? But then how would have I felt if someone was telling me, you know, like that whole that chest, old, that old that old chest yeah. We'll see. I mean, I just, I, I just think for sure that Last of Us Part Three is happening. Yeah, like, yeah. Part Two was a massive success to the people, to the people who considered it seriously. Mm-hmm. Tried to word that the best way I could because there was a massive chunk of that audience who I can't give a fuck what you think about that yeah, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because your arguments are so misguided. And also, like coming off the back of the TV show, exactly being so popular, like, they're gonna want to have more juice in the tank for to, to draw upon for yeah. future seasons so because clearly this show's going to go for a while it seems like they're very in it for the long haul but i mean having said i hate to bring it up again but like it could go the way more so of a succession rather than a game of thrones in terms of hbo shows where it's like they do go this is it we're done like Put a nice bow on I it. I mean, if so that's a, that's a thing, though, right? Because the, the succession guys were like, "Cool, this is the end." Yeah. I don't know if if like the Last of Us guys would be like that. I don't know. We'll mm, see. It's yeah. again, it's way too early to tell. Yeah. We don't know what form like sec- part two, season two will take. Mm-hmm. How much of part two they'll tell in season two? Who knows? But yeah. I know. I just feel like Last of Us, the TV show, resecured that hype around. we'd say IP off two games but these two games so Mm -hmm. yeah I say come on a third one just makes so much sense yeah a third Last of Us and a new IP and the factions multiplayer I'm just curious as to like I and I'm 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 ready to be wrong because I mean I was one of the people who when I like you know Last of Us finished and like the original Last of Us finished and I was like the game's perfect doesn't need a sequel and then they announced they're doing a sequel I'm like blah no, it doesn't need one there. And then I am happy to have the egg on my face because, yeah, that game's fucking insane. I never want to play it again, but what an experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, yeah. it's one of those games that really just sticks with you. And I don't know, I kind of, I weirdly like those experiences where I have something that's like devastates me so much that it just does stick with me because I'm like, wow, that actually had a big impact in I'm not, I'm not going to get into a part two discussion because that could nearly be an episode of its own. Mm-hmm. God, if we did an episode on all the episodes we said, could nearly be an episode of its own. We'd, That's, we'd probably do it. We, we, we could bank a lot of episodes. I was going to say, we should probably <laughs> just sit down one day start and start making that. a list. <laughs> yeah, we actually should, I think. That's but, a very good idea. The only thing I'll say about part two is I kind of, I don't know how you would do it differently, but the pacing was a bit off for me sometimes and that's mm. I don't know how you would fix that though like maybe yeah. maybe it'll fare better in a TV show I don't know but I also think a lot of what makes part 2 special is the player doing things and like learning to maybe have empathy for another character you don't like I don't know like, yeah I don't know it's just it's and interesting vi- and vice versa and vice versa yes in some aspects yeah it's um yeah it's interesting I yeah taking that out of the player's hands but again I mean they managed to do it they fucking yeah, they the did. ending of that that season one like they did they played they also played to the strengths of TV though or fat version so yeah, yeah okay we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. like um either way whatever happens with factions clearly Naughty Dog has a lot cooking at the moment so yeah who I knows when we'll see it yeah it's it's funny because I think this was 
in in terms of the public pipeline, this seemed like it was the next thing to be. I thought it was. Well, I mean, it still feels like it might be. It's, like, I mean, it still does. But like, how is it gonna? How much further back is the pipeline being pushed now of of all their things that they're working on? If nothing, like I know Sony's pretty secretive about their first party stuff, but you know they let them they let them cook. I guess like yeah. they let God of War Ragnarok cook, like mm-hmm. which is great. It's just sometimes I would like to know anything. Yeah. <laughs> if well, that's it. okay. Let's see. Uh, I mean... Like, what's Bluepoint doing, Sony? Just tell me. Also, too, like, someone brought up a really good point because I thought it was going to show up at um, the PlayStation Showcase last week. But, like, what's Corey Barlog been doing? Because he's been working on something. Probably God of War Part 3. <laughs> mm, I saw, like, a fan-made poster for, like, an, a, a Trace spin-off. And I'm like... I would be okay with that. Like, that's... But, I mean, yeah. It's... You could argue things about I will not well. get into needless speculation, Joel. Mm. Okay? <laughs> We're talking about Naughty Dog. Don't you dare bring Sony Santa Monica into this discussion. You brought Blue Point. I'm just... I'm, I'm throwing... Well, Blue Point is an actual mystery, man. I'm throwing fuel on the fire. It's fine. Blue Point have been... Like, we haven't heard a peep from them since Demon's Souls launched with a PS5. Yeah, it's true. I just... Hey man, it's nothing. Per- I just want to know what you're doing, Blue Point. It's hit me yeah. up. It's like there's been like every time there's a new thing. And it's like, Blue Are Point? they doing this? No, they're not doing that. Um, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, so yeah, that's that's that. We yep. know we now know not to expect factions anytime soon. Yep. And when we do see it, maybe keep our expectations in check. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. So I feel like mine were already, but that's fine. Um. So next up was something I didn't think I'd be bringing to the show. And it's it's about Silent Hill Ascension. Yeah. So for those of you who don't remember which one, because Konami had that event where they announced about a billion Silent Hill projects, mm-hmm. you're like, which one's Ascension? Ascension is the streaming game where yeah. the audience makes choices. Is the best way to put it in a bottle. In a, I think in just, <laughs> at first glance... It there, was... is a, there is now a cinematic trailer for it, so at least you can see what the game will look like like yeah i think like at first like when it was first announced i think a lot of people were just like oh it's because they're like oh, it's gonna be on a big scale it's like oh it's like um until dawn that's exactly what i thought i but, was like an until dawn super massive sort of game yeah, but yeah. clearly not that yeah it seems like it's they're trying to go for like a an appointment viewing kind of yeah vibe for it which is pretty cool so there's a massive interview out of, on on polygon that sort of they go into a lot of detail about this game or this project. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to, you know, read the entire interview, interview verbatim. I'll link it in the show notes so you can, you can go and check it out. But they talk a lot about how seriously they are taking this, this, this experience they're crafting, right? Yeah. Like they've got teams of writers for all these characters. They're planning for if a character's story ends, they're gone. Like, and they just need to have enough characters to keep carrying the story. My God, this is... This is stressful to think about. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's. Did you end up finish watching Jury Duty? I know. No, it, I haven't finished that yet. Okay. But I, I, I know how it ends. I know what the last episode is. Yeah, like it's. Yeah, it, it's very similar. It has similar vibes to that. Um, it is good that they are taking it seriously, and it does. Mm. It's making it not seem more like a cash grab kind of well, like. It was, yeah, like they're not just copying. Super massive. Like they could, they could well, so it. easily have made an Until Dawn esque Silent Hill game. Mm-hmm. It's like the game yeah. writes itself. Slap eighty bucks on it. Yeah, chuck and it on the shelf. Yeah, that's not to say this direction is better. 
Um, I don't know how this is going to pan out at all, but at least they're, I don't know, trying something. It's weird that they're doing it with a Silent Hill IP. That's the part that gets me. But... Yeah, yeah. I mean, if it works, this could be opening the floodgates to original IP and other different IPs that you could do this kind of thing with. Maybe this is what factions will look like. <laughs> whoa, hang, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. I mean, could you imagine that, like a like a Last of Us kind of feel for... I mean, I guess. In this same sort of vein? I don't trust other players. <laughs> Hell no. But you shouldn't trust anyone in that world. Oh, God damn it! Um, but yeah, this is—it's pretty fascinating. I'm—I'm I'm like, I'm morbidly curious about this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, like the scenario they describe sounds like an Until Dawn thing. So to pluck a bit from the interview, they talk here about—they um, describe a section where the audience is playing as a character, and the character's going through a hallway, and there are arms grabbing at them, and you're gonna have to do quick time event-like buttons that you need to tap. If enough of the audience fails, he will be killed in that sequence and will wake up with reduced hope, and that's going to lead him, to, lead him toward a path toward death. So that that section sounds like an Until Dawn thing. Yeah. But, like, they also talk about how, like, here they say, every single day there are new scenes, no day is the same as the previous. Starting week one, we're taking you into it like a television show. We're set, like, it's just like... It's weird. I don't know what this game's going to ultimately be. I'm curious if, if you were... Say you jumped into it like, I don't know, three weeks into it. Like, how do, do they have like a recap thing that you can catch up? Well, they, they say here, like they're talking about, I actually mentioned Succession. <laughs> like the, mom, the moment you log on, there's going to be a catch up video that's going to show you, think of it like the opening of Game of Thrones, like a 15 second, here's what you need to know. Okay. So they're, they're planning for that stuff, but it's just like, yeah. Every week we're compiling all of the main story sequences into an episode that's just like a 45-minute episode of television. That's... So, okay, that's... I, the first part of that with the 15-second the, the recap, I'm like, oh, that makes... That turns me personally off a little bit. But that that just being like, oh, I missed this week. Cool, I'll just catch up and watch this 45-minute yeah, video. Like, essentially, the audience is playing these chunks that then they'll turn into, like, an episode. It's so weird. It's so weird, but I... Kind of see it. I kind of like see how it could work. Yeah, and they talk about they're talking here. They they started in twenty twenty one. Wow. And um, yeah, bad robot bad robot games is in on it. Uh, they're working with a cinematic team called Senscape, which is an indie horror studio based in Argentina. They're apparently going to announce. Um, yeah, in a couple of months, they're going to be announcing the audio team behind it, which is apparently a super famous band that's going to get Silent Hill fans excited. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Okay. Maybe it's been too long since I played a new Silent Hill game. I don't know what Silent Hill fans' music tastes are like. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, and they talk about um, the, uh, the writing team. Uh, you know who it might be. Who? I know they're very busy at the moment because they're doing the score for that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. But um, Atticus, um, Trent Reznor and Atticus Finch. Maybe. That would be a fucking good fit. Maybe. For a Silent Hill. A super famous... It's, I don't know. A super famous band. I Nine Inch Nails. Radiohead, maybe. I just have no idea. I couldn't see Radiohead doing it. Nine Inch Nails and Trent Reznor, I could definitely see. Maybe. I, that, that definitely feels... It's enough of a teaser to make me... It's got my attention, exactly. I guess, and that's mission accomplished. And also, like, Bad Robot Games, I mean, it's... it's Fucking J.J. Abrams loves the mystery box, so... He does. Um, Silent, uh, that's, that's, that, that makes me cautious. Yeah, that could be... That's... 
giving me apprehension slightly. Let's talk as well. They've got their writing team, which is being led by Shannon Inglis, Inglis, who is an ex-Telltale, was also a writer on God of War Ragnarok and Marvel's Midnight Sun. See? So, yeah. Yep. Massive massive writing team. They've, apparently got, they've got a 24-7 mocap studio running with several hundred people working on a project like for the last two plus years. It's full on. It's serious. This is shit. wild. Like... I, I really want it to work because I kind of want them to like if nothing pull else it off. it's gonna be an interesting sort of experiment yeah you'll be so I talk about like where you can watch it it'll be you'll be able to stream it on ascension.com but they're gonna have like apps and console builds and all that sort of like so you can use it like Netflix okay um, they're not ready to talk about pricing yet but they do say you're not paying seventy dollars and you're also not paying a 9.99 sub okay. so I Season I really pass maybe isn't that, wouldn't that, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. That fits in the middle. God, what a weird, se- like, buying a literal season pass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're, you're buying a season of television that you kind of have control and input over how quickly it, like, how long it goes for, really. Because, yeah, I guess, man. Yeah. Well, again, according to the interview, there's a, currently a minimum 36 different potential endings and they talk about how, like, for every 45 minutes of cinematics they're producing, there's 15 minutes of branches that you're never going to see, which I guess, I guess they know what they're going into, so, like, whatever. It's, that, that, is, that part is wild, because it's, like, just so much stuff shit that people see. are just like, uh-huh. no one's going to see this. I ever. mean, I guess, like, movies have alternate cuts, right? Like, yeah. they film scenes that never make it in. I wonder, depending on how, like, big and how long this project goes for, um, if they could act the end when it's all wrapped up if they just like release it all release it as like a like a 70 dollar game that you could buy on shelf and just be like cool you, here's all the extra shit that you didn't see you can and Maybe. release it as like an until dawn style game but at that point time, would you would you be playing no or are you just watching that's the tricky part with mm. this because like the playing happens i guess day to day from what they describe it yeah outside of that are you watching i mean i'm sure again i've only had a chance to really scroll through some of his interview i feel like they mentioned if you come back to it after the fact but um yeah i don't know it's it's a it's a surprisingly in-depth interview which was nice because mm. what we knew of this game when it was announced was we just knew game audience plays and everyone's yeah. like what are you what are you describing i don't know what this is it was like yeah people were going oh it's like an until yeah. or it's like a Black Mirror Bandersnatch situation as well. They do mention Bandersnatch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do I see it? Yeah, it's like one of the very first things. So they do mention it as a as a as a, I guess a comparison. I don't know. But anyway, it's a whole thing. Like ins- they mention like one of their inspirations was Twitch plays Pokemon, which is interesting. Fucking fantastic! What a what a moment in time Twitch plays Pokemon. Yep, that's uh, that's pretty fucking wild. But yeah, I I, I really. I genuinely want this to succeed because I think it's such an interesting concept and if I can pull it off and make it something that is like a tenable thing for people to be able to make, I kind of like this kind of shit. Like it's... I'm just... I'm, I'm, it's kind of cool they're trying something. Exactly. Yeah. You know, again, like you said, maybe like... <laughs> it, well, yeah. We, you're just scrolling through the article and it says why Silent yeah, Hill. why Silent Hill? I think that's probably the, probably the biggest question I think now. I think the concept and the idea and the tech and stuff that they've got behind it sounds interesting and promising. But yeah, Silent Hills 
they me- they mentioned here one of the reasons why they picked Silent Hill. Like, but what we loved about Silent Hill was the atmosphere, character story, and memories you have from the first time you played it, and you got scared. Or every time he comes up, you should know it. If you're a Silent Hill fan and you're reading a piece about Silent Hill, you should like take a shot every time you hear this thing. Yep. Uh, when you are running away from Pyramid Head. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> ah, Pyramid Head. Yeah, you know the the mascot. The mascot of Silent. The Hill. The mascot of Silent Hill. Like, that's uh, okay. 100%. Yep. Well, we made Karen sad. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. He talks about. He has like really weird examples. Like he talks about. It's like like if he's this guy, the interviewer, who's just like the guy they're interviewing, talks about how I should say his name. It's um Jacob. Very top of the interview. Jacob Navuk. Navuk, to say what his job is, he's the CEO of Gender. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah, Gender Entertainment. Yeah, who are the guys doing it? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he talks about how he loves Lord of the Rings, and one of, he gives he pitches the example of just like telling Frodo to go left, and Frodo goes left, or like telling him to jump into Mount Doom or stuff like that. I'm like, I mean, all right, I guess sure. Really boiling it down to what your idea is. I mean, I I kind of like the Twitch plays Pokemon. Angle, that makes but more I, sense, yeah. I guess this is a, an easier way to explain to people because not everyone knows what to switch based Pokemon was. I was going to say to a wider audience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that seems like a more like boardroom friendly pitch as well because I think Twitch based Pokemon probably would go over a lot of people's heads. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm it, very curious. My takeaway from this interview was it sounds really ambitious, which mm. I guess I didn't really expect from. A Konami Silent Hill project that wasn't like the two remake or F. I was just like, yeah. they seem like the two big ones, and the other ones just sort of. I mean, that's not trivia. There was the other one by the Observation guys, which also seems like it could be interesting. Mm-hmm. But now this as well has like wormed its way back onto my, I guess my my radar as a game as an experience. I should keep an eye out for. Yeah, it's, I'm. I'm very intrigued by this, and I think I'm... I'm, I'm curious about the pricing that's for the it. Big, that's a big factor. The, I'm not opposed to the idea of, like, making these choices day-to-day and then having, like, a 45-minute episode come out of it and then yeah. just everyone sort of digesting that and then doing it all again next week. I don't know. It's weird. Also, too, you could combine it and say, say like, we're both interested in it. We decide and go, all right, We'll both chip in, and we just hang out and like, play play our new installment of Silent Hill Ascension. Well, that's it. Like you know, and make it our like little appointment viewing. You know, back like back in the day when we used to watch like Game of Thrones Mondays, we all crowd around the TV and watch together uh, and I, some of that. Man, I miss those days. Yeah, me too. I know Game of Thrones fizzled out, but yeah, the appointment viewing, getting a group together. Mm-hmm. We tried to keep it alive with group chats, but yeah, it just wasn't. The it same. wasn't the same because obviously you're all. Like, I'm not going to say anything because I'm watching the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to be typing in chat. It's, yeah. I cannot look away right now. Yeah, it's very hard, because especially when it's something so enthralling as well. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, something about Silent Hill Ascension being way more ambitious than it, I thought it would be shocks me. It's it's um, like, if it, if it does bomb, it doesn't work as well as it sort of, you know, they, they intended to. I won't be just like, bleh, bleh. it'll be like... They're trying something. They've done something They're interesting. They're going and, for something. And it could be something that they could build upon and try and refine yeah. and make, you know, more so in the future. But it's, it's interesting to see to see this coming out and, like, you know, not to throw any shade at it, but we've got the Return of Telltale coming up soon with the Expanse game, which is right. a much more traditional take on this. Whereas this one, again, ambitious, might not work, but... It feels like it's trying to take these like narrative 
choice games somewhere new. I don't know. We'll see. And maybe bring it to a wider audience as well. Maybe, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I'll Thank be, you, I'll... The Last of Us, <laughs> for bringing video games to a wider audience. Hey, and Mario movie, second highest grossing animated film of all time. I mean, yes. Behind Frozen 2. Yes. Mario movie, and you could also argue Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes, and Sonic. So, so yeah, okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Not, it's not just The Last of Us. It's fine. Thank you, Pedro Pascal. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Pedro yeah. Pascal. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I just don't. Know. My my main takeaway is I didn't think I'd be this exo- this curious about Ascension. I was ready to just be like, cool, F. Bloopers two remake. Sure. <laughs> Observation game. Cool. This one was like the weird one. I didn't understand. The interview helped. A good move. I, I'm guessing because no one knew what it was. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I do recommend checking out the trailer. And like I said, I'll link the interview in the in the episode notes if you want to check it out. I recommend it, uh, but Joel, I think that's an episode. I think that's an episode too. So that's my turn to outro. It is good, Joel. Good work. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I was just trying to figure out a nice way to segue into it. Well, uh, you didn't. You didn't find a nice didn't. way, so that's I good. didn't. I did a bad. <laughs> Has this helped? I did a very bad. Um, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We very much appreciate you being here. Uh, if you appreciate being here as well. You can help us out, sending uh, sending us to your friends. Tell us, tell a friend that you like a coworker that you know that plays video games. That's like, hey, we heard the show. Listen, to these guys—they're pretty cool. You know, I felt weird saying that. Yeah. But anyway, it's fine. Um, it's fine. It's only been made worse because you focused in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, so uh, we are a part of the Story Mode Gaming Network now. So you can find us over on social media, tweeting out. From the Story Mode AUS Twitter account. Um, we take the reins sometimes and have some fun over there as well. Um, also go and check out all the other shows on the network, like the Story Mode podcast, or Love Letters, uh, or insert unannounced titles and things here. Um, Clever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Going to build some hype. Um, yeah. Whole bunch of cool shows, more to come. Uh, we love being a part of it. Uh, and yeah, while you're over there looking at all these new shows, if you like them, put a little review down. Some star ratings, thumbs up, write a review on on Apple Podcasts, all that fun stuff. It helps us immensely because it puts us in the algorithm and people see us. And, and then no one can escape us. Yeah, exactly. That's it. We will be all knowing and all becoming. Uh, if you want to find us on our individual social media accounts, we... Uh, again, mostly out of Twitter. You can find me at Jolie Mac, where, um, uh, the, yeah, I, I think one of the last things I tweeted about was like the Barbie movie. Uh, the new trailer for that looks incredible. Cannot wait for that movie. Um, and then also a picture of my son. We went to, um, uh, like the China, uh, Bendigo has like a Chinese dragon museum and Chinese yeah. gardens. It's a very big part of, um, of Bendigo. Um, and it's really cool. And I took my son there the other day, and there was this mural I took a photo of him in front of. And, like, when I looked back at the photo, I was like, this is some fucking Zelda Tears of the Kingdom shit right here. <laughs> um, yeah. It's like this cool, like, mosaic mural of, like, two dragons and, like, a sphere in the middle. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I saw this when I was playing the game last night. Um, so, yeah, if you want to see that, it's pretty cool. Go check it out. If. Where can they find you, Kyron? 
Um, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX, where I haven't been there much because, again, I'm still trying to play Tears of the Kingdom, <laughs> so Twitter's still so cagey. Yep. Um, so I haven't tweeted much. I have tweeted that I got finally got my Iron Lord pin from Bungie Rewards, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yes. It was gorgeous little embellished pin. Uh, comes with a nice little reward card, a congratulations card from Bungie, which is just written really nicely it makes me want to get more of their little pins but also it was very expensive yes and took so long to get here so mm-hmm. i'm not gonna do it but yeah. i mean if i was a richer man maybe with yep. more disposable income uh and of course this week is games on quick week so that's the other reason i've really been on twitter because at the moment i'm either sleeping working playing tears of the kingdom or watching games on quick yeah sweet i haven't really processed it enough to recommend runs um there was a Obviously, I tweeted about it. It was an amazing Signalis run. There was a Hi-Fi Rush run as well, actually. Um, I'll have to find it and link it to you. Hey, yeah. Um, the last run on Sunday is a co-op Super Metroid run. And there is also a bonus game. I'll probably hit the milestone because I almost always do. Uh, if I hit it, though. If I don't, it'll suck. But um, on yeah. Sunday, there's a blindfolded any percent Breath of the Wild run as well. Holy shit. Yeah. What? I know. Look, as someone, I watched a blindfolded Sekiro run, so at this point, anything's possible. Fucking, yeah, sure. Okay, my God. Um, but yeah, so Games Done Quick is on for like two more days, and then it's gone for a while. But Frame Fatalis in August, but apart from that, like the, the next big AGDQ is like early next year. So I'm just trying to really soak up all the GDQ I can right now. Right. Sounds great. Well brings us to the end of the episode so thank you once again for listening and until next time have a good one Options podcast.